Next on BYU Sports Nation with Diane Gonwoloku and Troy Warner at safety. Who's playing cornerback for the Cougars this season? And how about some basketball news? The Zags getting better, and this is a good thing? Will Moppin covers the Zags, and he'll join us on the show. And who is in your dream BYU one-on-one matchup? Let's go! Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your host, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is good on a Friday? BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play of BYU Sports and Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, July 6th, and man, it feels like the summer. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is probably... Uh, going for a birdie on four, so I'm teamed up with Countdown to the Fall Camp proponent, Jason Shepard. Is that a uh, legitimate option? It's uh, it's less than a month away. Which I understand. Is very exciting. I, yeah, no, it's it is very exciting. More exciting would be if we did have a Countdown to Camp. Countdown opening. to Camp. Yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I just I know it's tradition, tradition uh, to do to the Wildcats. But more countdowns is always better. Right? Is it? Everyone says more of some things always. That's There's the very case. few things where more is bad. I can think of a few, but I don't want to. No, 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 I don't want to yes. dampen the energy here. Let's. It's a Friday. There's lots going on, and this is an exciting show because typically, right, uh, noon Eastern time, we're on nine Pacific. There's not a lot of events going on. Guess what? Today we have USA volleyball in action again. Uh, Taylor Sander, Ben Patch in action. Cougars in the PGA. We got a World Cup date. We got one in the books. Biggest game of the tournament maybe coming up. Uh, we'll tell you about that. Who's Croatia play? Our team. Lots to discuss. So rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. There's a ton of discussion about the quarterback position. This is QBU, as my T-shirt said yesterday, and and there should be a lot of discussion. It's the quarterback, y'all. But what about the cornerback? Here's defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki on Media Day with Jason. You know, it's, it's taken some time to kind of get to where we need to be. There were some kids earlier on, like Chris Wilcox, that we, Travion Green, that we've kind of forced to play early, and, and we took our lumps with them. But um, it's, it's paid a lot of dividends for them to get those reps and kind of take those lumps because Chris Wilcox is – really really good I, I, th- I think he's going to be a big time player for us and have an opportunity to play at the next level um, long and fast and just a great 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 personality it's just great good mental toughness um, and so there are there's a lot of young kids that are coming in and um, we're excited about some of the, the athletes that are coming in joining us and we've got our summer bridge kids just joining us today um, and we've got two corners that are coming in that that we think are going to potentially play for us this year so who are those guys? We'll discuss that in a second. But how would you assess the cornerback position, Jason? It's an interesting one because you had two playmakers at corner in Warner and Gunwolaku that we talked about that were very good. And normal, They're going to move to safety. Yes, and they're moving. But normally when you have that and you've got guys that have kind of solidified a position, you don't move those. So it's certainly a gamble. And now with both, as you mentioned, at safety, likely guys like Wilcox and Trevion Green will be taking over in those spots. But... Both of those players, it's still more about potential, but I do find it hard to believe that the defensive coaches, that Coach Tuiaki as the coordinator, would move to knowns out of the cornerback position without having a pretty good idea of what the replacements will be able to do. I'm interested in why that happened. 
Because d- does BYU uh, didn't does BYU not like Tanner Jacobson and Austin Lee enough and and Gavin Fowler and those guys at safety? They move Zane Anderson to linebacker to fill uh, a spot there. He's going to start. You move a starter to another starting position, as we learned from that interview that aired uh, in its entirety Monday. So you're right. It is a curious. Uh, position to be in. I think Troy Warner could still play some corner. I think Dian Gonwoluku physically fits at safety more than corner, um, the, the way that he plays uh, defensive back. But you mentioned it. Chris Wilcox, Trevion Green, as Elias Tuiaki uh, mentioned as well. Certainly potential guys that play a lot. And the two guys that Elias Tuiaki mentioned that are coming in that could play a lot are Malik Moore and Isaiah Heron. Those are two freshmen that could play a role. Don't forget about Austin McChesney. He's had back-to-back years of a torn ACL. He's been a good player. If he can stay healthy, that'd be great. Michael Shelton has a ton of experience, punt returner as well. So I can see where you have some guys there. And for some reason, I guess there's a need at safety to have Troy Warner and or Diane Gonwoluku back there. I won't be shocked if Troy Warner still plays corner. Well, I mean, you you see this maybe maybe not – from one position to the next, and, and you will see cross-training, You being able to have guys play different positions. So, you know, m- maybe this is a look at, you know what, we, we, want, we like what we see out of Gonwaliku and Warner to the point where we think we can get benefits out of them playing really two positions. We'll start them here, but we, we, know, we know what they're doing here. If we play them at two, we kind of have our bases covered. Maybe it's a depth thing. Again, it's it is a gamble because you're going with knowns to somewhat unknowns, but it, it is one of those positions to watch just to see how it plays out for the year. All right, switching to basketball, it was reported yesterday that the Gonzaga basketball program landed grad transfer Geno Crandall from North Dakota. This is a guy that averaged 17 points, four rebounds, four assists, and two steals last year for the Fighting Hawks. Needless to say, this is a, another case of the rich getting richer. Mm-hmm. Jerem, is the Zags getting stronger actually a good thing for BYU? I think it's a great thing because, look, BYU's not winning the league, and they're probably not winning the tournament in Vegas. Maybe one year BYU sneaks up on Gonzaga and gets it. That would be great. Listen, Gonzaga, we keep saying this, so just – Understand, I guess. Gonzaga is Kansas. Like, if BYU is in the Big 12, they ain't winning the league over a team that's top five, that's been to the Sweet 16 four years in a row. Let me tell you why this is a great thing. In fact, I want Gonzaga to be the number one team in the country every year. Because if BYU can get a win, and they have in three of the last four years, that win means a lot. So I want the stakes to be just crazy high. So if BYU happens to beat 30-0 undefeated Gonzaga on the, at the end of the regular season – that that game could help BYU get into the NCAA tournament if the Cougars are bubblicious. The better Gonzaga is, the better it is for the league and for BYU. Look, I get the the RPI, the quad one, the strength of schedule angle. I get that. But even if it's a long shot, the goal is still to overtake the Zags and win the West Coast Conference, okay? That's still... <laughs> very maniacal. Ah, that's the, the, that's one still, of the funniest things I've ever heard on this that's show. That's still the goal. Oh, so, no, this doesn't help BYU because it makes the gap between Here, the where two... Are these, where are these? I, hey, I said it's a long shot, but it's still exactly. the goal 
It makes the gap between the two programs even larger. So, no. Uh, it's not a good thing. There's always going to be a gap. BYU ain't winning this league. Gonzaga's really good. Listen, listen. The day Mark Few isn't the coach at Gonzaga, that's when BYU has a chance. It has nothing to do with BYU. It has everything to do with how good Gonzaga is. Winning a championship is a special thing. And trust, listen, if Jimmer Fredette and that team plays in this league, it is a battle royale for the title. It's not necessarily BYU's. You know what I mean? This version of Gonzaga. When BYU beat Gonzaga in the second round in Denver with Jimmer, Jackson, Noah, Charles. Were you at that? All those guys. Were you at that game? No. I was in the Gonzaga student section. No. <laughs> when, when that game happened, that was not this version of Gonzaga. No, it was not. This, this Gonzaga version has been updated several times, has, has been a number one seed twice, has been to the Final Four. David Stockton as a freshman ain't walking through that door. Like, this is a different Zags team, and it's okay to, to realize where you are. And BYU can still be an NCAA tournament team and still win in the NCAA tournament despite that. Guess what? BYU hasn't won a tournament title even with Gonzaga out of the league previously. So why would we believe that that is possible, let alone a 16-game tournament? Yeah, but that doesn't mean... You can't win the three. You ain't winning the 16. That doesn't mean you don't try. Yes, the team should try. I'm not talking about team goals. I'm talking about expectations every year. I don't go in thinking, oh, maybe we beat Gonzaga this year. It's like, well, let's beat St. Mary's and not lose to all those other clowns in the league. That's the goal. Tonight features the Cougar NBA Summer League doubleheader on ESPN. That's how it's being branded, actually. Yeah, with Elijah Bryant on the Trust the Process 76ers against the Celtics. That's a preview of the Eastern Conference Finals. 7.30 Eastern, followed by Kyle Collinsworth and the Mavericks taking on the Suns at 9.30 Eastern. So which former BYU Cougar can do the most for future pro prospects in Vegas this weekend, where you will be? Yes, uh, we, we are going. My son and I, Bo and I, are going down to Vegas. We're leaving today. Going to go down tomorrow, see the Jazz play. You should have got, just go all the way and go watch those two games. Yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. Look, the answer to this is Elijah Bryant. Um, he's the more unknown player right now from an NBA perspective. Kyle Collinsworth played in 32 games last year with Dallas. The Mavericks know what Kyle can do and what his potential is. They've had an up-close and personal look at him over an extended period of time. The 76ers are still getting to know Elijah, so he has more work to do to grab their attention. As is always the case when you're talking about a summer league roster, is just how much of an opportunity are you going to get? I mean, you, you have potentially 18 up to 20 guys on a summer league roster that are all looking to get playing time. So the question is going to be how much playing time can Elijah get? Hopefully he gets a significant amount and can catch the eye of the 76ers. And, and, and again, it's not just summer league's not just about that team. It's about every other team, both in the NBA, in the G League, overseas. It's catching somebody's eye. But I, but I think because Kyle's more of a known at the NBA level, the one that can do more for his future uh, pro uh, career is Elijah. Amen to that. This isn't uh, for the 76ers, but the answer is Elijah Brandt to me. They don't really have a guard spot for him right now. They're, they are loaded uh, in the backcourt right now. Um, they have too many guys. So this is a Taysom Hill situation with the Packers. Remember, Taysom had an excellent ex- exhibition season, was waived uh, because uh, they want, the Packers still wanted to keep him, but they had their third-string guy already. So all of a sudden the Saints pick him up because he had a good preseason. I see that Elijah Bryant potentially could do that. 
perhaps the G League is an option, perhaps overseas. But I think Elijah Bryant, if he has a good summer league, uh, can do work. It's hard, though. You get on a team, you don't know these guys. Everyone wants to get some shots up. There's just not a ton to go around. And then you have, uh, you know, Trey Young and Grayson Allen tangling and uh, scuffle. Like, stuff happens, <laughs> and it's fun, and it's weird. And I hope that Elijah Bryant has a good uh, summer league. Kyle Collinsworth doesn't have to prove very much. He doesn't have to do very much for the uh, Mavs, although it will be fun to see him and Luka Doncic on the same yeah. court. I, I think that Kyle needs to carve out a space for himself that isn't what Doncic does so that he isn't immediately replaced on that roster potentially by Doncic. So I'm interested to watch both these guys. Hopefully they have a great summer league and uh, that Kyle remains on the Mavs and is, is on that NBA team, which I think he could be. Elijah Bryant, uh, it's going to be tough for sledding at this point. Well, but it, it, there is a... There is, is a track record for BYU players being able to utilize the Summer League. I mean, Kyle Collinsworth is certainly one. He was able to get into the G League and then work his way up. Without playing in the Summer League last year, by the way. Correct. He didn't yes. play at all Correct. in the Summer League. But all, Brandon Davies mm-hmm. did a really good job in, in the Summer League with the Clippers. Got him like a season and a half. Season and a half with, yeah. ironically enough, Philadelphia. Undrafted free agent. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's certainly a track record for guys recently that have been able to make that jump. I love this story. It was announced, or it has been announced, that Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson are currently in negotiations to play a winner-take-all $10 million, or as I like to say, Jerem Jordan salary match play. Yep, it it goes me, then Kalani in church (laughs) salaries. As you can imagine, this is a matchup that fans are absolutely eating up. They love to see these guys go against each other. So what two BYU Cougars, Jerem, would you like to see in a 1v1 matchup all-time, any sport? This is probably the consensus among everybody, but it's Danny Ainge versus Jimmer Fredette. Like, in their primes against each other, it would be fun. I'm probably taking Danny by uh, hair in this one, but it would be fun to see those two match up. That would be amazing. Yes, it is, it is Jimmer versus Danny. How many times when we discuss greatest BYU basketball players. It typically will come down to the Jimmer camp and the Danny Ainge camp. And a lot of that probably has to do with a generational. Mm -hmm. It's those that are a little older, probably skew towards Danny. Those that were younger and remember, you know, what Jimmer did here, it goes Jimmer. But those Those are usually... realize there was no three-point line for Danny, (laughs) go Danny. Those are... That's usually (laughs) what it boils down to. So absolutely, being able to see those two guys... Face off against each other would be awesome. And if it was televised, Danny would have to be an SD, and then Jimmer would also be an SD. And that would be televised on <laughs> BYU TV. In HD. Yes. Let me throw another one out for you. Uh, it, it's hard in a lot of sports. Like, there's not a rich tradition of tennis to throw out there. You know, good one on one is like basketball, is like a, can be a one on one sport. How about a pitcher versus a batter in BYU history? Okay. Who you got? Jack Morris, Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. versus Wally Joyner. Ooh. Or Corey Snyder, for that matter. I like that. Rick Aguilera versus those guys. Like, Jack Morris versus Wally Joyner, I think, would be a fun pitcher versus batter matchup. That could be fun. That would be awesome. And that is our question of the day. What two BYU Cougars, past or present, we can't say future, probably, right? Would you like to see... Someone can see into the future. Zach Wilson versus Gavin Baxter. (laughs) Would you like to see in a one-on-one matchup? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Crispy Nick. 
Jimmer versus Ainge. Half court in video game format like Jordan versus Bird. So it's like 2D. <laughs> or Jason Shepard versus Brian Logan in an arm wrestling contest. What do you think? Well, you know I've got that. I'll go I'll go over the top. I'll turn the hat. You go over the top. That's a movie. Yeah, it is. I watched it a few I'll months like, ago. I'll you know, then you, you go over the top. You squeeze the you fingers. Turn the wrist. Turn the wrist. Yeah. And then you go to work. Yeah. You clock in on that one. That, yeah, I've got that, that one. That might be uh, a social media viral campaign we could... Uh, Go with here. You versus Brian. Ooh, between the lines segment? It's a good idea to you, me. You're not chiming in on this. Who do you think would win? And remember who you're uh, Rust, to. I think Gonzaga would win that. Rust.heaton on Instagram. <laughs> I will be in the Gonzaga student section watching that. Jimmer and Danny Ainge or Devin Durant. Don't forget about Devin Durant. What about Devin Durant versus Mark, Mark Durant? Durant? Mark played defense. Offensively, it might be a struggle. <laughs> but you know, but it's it's brothers Devin versus Mark. It's brothers though, so like there's yes. no rules with that. All, all I'm yeah, Kevin versus Dalton Nixon might be fun in their heyday, just three quarter court shots, maybe or something. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. That I think fun. we need a series of one on ones televised. What we don't need is Ted Cruz versus Jimmy Kimmel. That was just awful. Ted Cruz took thing, him to school. Uh, your boy Archie Rose <laughs> formed Ted Cruz up or didn't. <laughs> keep uh keep weighing in on twitter facebook and instagram who what's your uh two BYU cougars you want to see one-on-one coming up live updates about cougars on pga tour and with usa volleyball that a baby and why gonzaga getting better is good for the cougars will Moppin weighs in on the newest zag this is byu sports nation byu sports nation is presented by the byu store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Looking to follow BYU Sports Nation on social media? We got you covered. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Don't forget, when you want to chime in, use BYUSN as the hashtag. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our question of the day, what two BYU Cougars, past or present, would you like to see in a one-on-one matchup? Jacob underscore Weaver underscore four on Instagram says, Jimmer and Yoli Childs. Okay. That would be an interesting one with your boy Yoli, Yo Eli Childs. Use Twitter, Two Facebook. Two different skill sets, certainly. Yeah. Normally you go guard on guard, yeah, right, just yeah. to match up, but it'd be, it'd be fun to have different matchups. Uh, now joining us is Will Moppin from Mid-Major Madness, covering Gonzaga for the Inlander on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Gonzaga with a new transfer there at Transfer U, and everyone's excited about it here at BYU. Will, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's good to have you on. Uh, tell us about the the newest gem uh, in Gino Crandall that has transferred from North Dakota to Gonzaga as a grad transfer. What does he add to the program? Well, uh, he answers the only real question that people had about Gonzaga entering this season, which was, where's their depth at point guard? This is a guy who put up big numbers at North Dakota. He played in the kennel last year and almost single-handedly upset Gonzaga. His Twitter uh, profile picture is him getting a shot up over Josh Perkins. Uh, he scored 28 points in that game. <laughs> he he looks like a guy who will be a perfect backup point guard, but he could also start alongside Josh Perkins. He can take care of the ball, do ball handling duties, but he can also get his. And the one thing Gonzaga needed was somebody else losing Silas Nelson. They need somebody else besides Josh Perkins who could bring the ball up the floor, distribute, and run the offense. And 
and they got a guy who can do that and a guy who can who can shoot too. So he's perf- he's a perfect fit for what Gonzaga needed. Look, this happens every year. They they get these guys coming. Like, does Mark Few even need to make a pitch to anybody, or do they just line up outside his office waiting to see if he'll choose <laughs> them? I don't think Mark Few really did need to make a pitch to Crandall because Crandall had already seen Gonzaga firsthand. But you're right, Gonzaga does every year. They get people uh, the level they're at now. They can recruit with the highest teams in the country, but players who want to take one last shot grad transfer stuff like that Gonzaga is a perfect landing spot for these guys so it works out well for both of them I argued in the opening segment that Gonzaga being good is good for really good is good for BYU I don't believe BYU is really competing for first they're competing for second and if BYU beats Gonzaga then it would mean more um what's what's the viewpoint for the rest of the league from your opinion of Gonzaga continuing to load up and makes four straight sweet 16s and got to the final four what is that how does that affect everyone else in the league but it's got to be great uh for everybody else in the league i'm sure it's it doesn't feel great most of the time for these other teams because most of the time they do lose when they play gonzaga but if you're being honest when you look at the west coast conference the storyline every season since 1999 has been gonzaga when gonzaga hasn't been as good it's still been gonzaga byu's first year in the league Gonzaga didn't win the title, and the storyline wasn't so much BYU's in the league or St. Mary's is good and won the title. It was, oh, wow, look, Gonzaga's run of consecutive league championships has come to an end. And so in years when Gonzaga is really good, like the Kelly Olynyk year or like two years ago with Nigel Williams-Goss and the team that made, what was it, 29 wins in a row until you guys came to town, the more eyeballs are on every game. I'm a big Gonzaga fan. I'll watch every game, but I can't lie and say at points last year, I wasn't super excited for the second time Gonzaga is going to beat Pepperdine or whoever by 30. But this year, if Gonzaga does make it to conference play undefeated or with just one loss and they're in the top five, every game matters more, even when it is against a team floating around that 200 RPI level, every game matters more. Maybe some of these national writers will decide to take a nap during like an afternoon A-10 game so they can stay up late to watch Pepperdine for the first time in the season. You know, it, the better the Zags are, the more eyeballs are on the league, the more interest is in the league, the smarter people get about the league, and that benefits every team in the league. And a team like BYU, which has a shot to make the NCAA tournament, benefits from that as well because Gonzaga's better, Gonzaga's going to have a higher RPI, the Cougars are going to look better, and even playing close with Gonzaga, if they don't win, more people are going to respect that. Even though this year's NBA draft was just a few weeks, uh, we're just a few weeks removed from it, obviously there's still projections for next year's NBA draft. NBA draft.net has both Hachimura and Tilly slated as first-round picks. I mean, and... Hachimura could be in the NBA this year if he wanted to, uh, decided to come back. It's going to be a top 10 pick. It's going to be a lottery pick next year. And he may be coming off the bench. What, what, how concerned were they that he was going to leave? And, and what is the potential for him this year? Uh, you're right. He could be coming off the bench, and I wouldn't be too surprised to see that. You've seen Gonzaga send two lottery picks for the NBA in recent seasons. Zach Collins came off the bench. And if Shemek Karnowski hadn't gotten hurt five games into the season a few years ago, 
DeMontis Sabonis probably would have been coming off the bench for the whole season. So it's it's nothing new for Gonzaga to send big men to the lottery from the bench. But to your question, I don't think the staff was particularly concerned. Everything I've heard from them and every time I've uh, talked to Rui, he, has, he seems like a young man who knows where he's at, knows where he wants to get, and understands the process that will take him to the level he wants to be at. So I'm, I'm fairly certain that the staff knew he was going to come back. He knows he's not quite there yet. They know he's not quite there yet, and he wants to get there. And his, his potential this year is, I mean, he, he came off the bench last year and was absolutely dominant. I think if he comes off the bench again this year, which is quite likely, considering how loaded Gonzaga is again, they're going to have to bench someone who would be a starter on almost any team in the country. But whoever they bring off the bench, and if it is Rui Hachimura, when that player comes off the bench, they run the offense through him. So it's you're giving up a start, but you're still getting just as much playing time, just as many opportunities, and it won't hurt the team or the individual because they all seem to trust in the system and understand that starter or reserve, you have just as good of a shot to get paid next season. And it's not about starting, it's about finishing, let's be honest. We're talking to Will Mopkin from Mid-Major Madness, covering Gonzaga for the Inlander. Bigger impact transfer. Gino Crandall, grad transfer, he can play right away. Or Brandon Clark, the San Jose State transfer who redshirted last year. I think it's, I think it's Brandon Clark. Uh, Gino Crandall is the topic du jour right now, deservedly so. But Brandon Clark is, is the numbers he put up at San Jose State and the situation he is in are eerily similar to Jonathan Williams. Transferred from Missouri, sat out a year. Perfect player for Gonzaga for two seasons. Very similar to Brandon Clark. I expect him to be a starter, which is part of the reason why I think Rui might be coming off the bench again. He's big, he's strong, he can score, he can rebound. And Gonzaga has found great success with Jonathan Williams, and they have another guy who is a very similar player that they can just slot right into that spot and keep on rolling. With Crandall, though, it's more of a depth piece, whereas Clark could be a focus of the offense in a way that Crandall certainly won't be on a game-by-game basis. There's some changes within the conference that have been announced over the last couple of months. Uh, It affects scheduling in terms of non-conference and within formats, things like that, all of them pro-Gonzaga. With that in mind, are are the Zags happy right now? Are they content? Or or do you think because of where the program is, they will always have a wandering eye? I think they'll always have a wandering eye, but I also think and hope that they are content in the West Coast Conference uh, late this season during March, during the tournament, there was a lot of talk and speculation and a very real possibility that Gonzaga would leave for the Mountain West, which in my opinion is a move, a lateral move, not a move up in any way. Um, I hope that those talks weren't particularly serious, but just the threat of that potential outcome was enough to force the conference to make some changes to appease Gonzaga And like you said, they made some scheduling changes. Aesthetically, I'm not a fan of uh, having a 10-team league that doesn't play a true double round robin. But they do benefit Gonzaga, and they benefit BYU as well, giving uh, these teams that are of a high caliber more opportunities to schedule good teams out of league play. Uh, But I think Gonzaga, just knowing that it is 
the best thing in the West Coast Conference and is a little bit held back by the West Coast Conference, you can't fault the Zags for courting suitors in a way that forces the hand of the league to benefit Gonzaga. Hey, business is about leverage, man. It's not about pleasing everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Mark Few joined Greg Popovich's staff for Team USA uh, the summer minicamp that announced this morning. What are the odds Few jumps to the NBA at some point in the future? I think they're incredibly slim. I just found out about this today, obviously. and That's not the answer I wanted. <laughs> I know, yeah. BYU, <laughs> I'm sure BYU fans would love to see him leave, but he, I mean, he's never left for a better job at the college level. And, I don't know, maybe if Seattle were to get an NBA team or if the Blazers, you know, gave him a very lucrative offer, if he could land somewhere with good fly fishing, and stay in the Northwest, maybe. But he seems very content at Gonzaga. And, I mean, he's got this team almost consensus preseason top five right now. No, they don't look like they're ever going to slip up. I don't, I mean, you know, you get a bigger paycheck in the NBA maybe, but he's right where he wants to be right now. Yeah, exactly. Will, we appreciate the time. Great insight uh, joining us here on Gonzaga Sports Nation. I mean, BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's always good, middle of the summer, to get some college hoops in. Absolutely. That's Will Moppin on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Why would Mark Few leave? I don't yeah. think he'll ever leave. He's the king of Spokane. Also, the he's the acting commissioner of the West Coast Conference, essentially. Gonzaga squeezed their hand and got what they wanted out yes. of the league. But remember. They run the league. Remember, though. A lot of people said the exact same thing about Chris Peterson at Boise State. Why would he leave? Eventually, he did. I think Mark's been at Mark, Gonzaga yes, a lot yes, longer than Chris been, was at Boise State. He's been there for about 78 years. Looks great, by the way. Roughly. For his age. Yeah, Mark is actually 129 years old. Like, fun fact. Like, he's a wizard. A wizard of transfers. <laughs> so he certainly is that. <laughs> Coming up, what's the chance a former Cougar Hoopster scores in double figures tonight in Vegas? And so many updates to get to. The World Cup, Cougars in the PGA, and Team USA just finished set one against Russia. We'll tell you how the Americans did. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back. Jeremy and Jason in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We are also on demand anytime, anywhere. I like that. Anytime, anywhere. I will probably yeah. be listening to some of it on my way down to Vegas today. Do you listen to it on 1X or do you speed it up, slow it down? No, no, no. I don't. I, I listen to 1X. it on normal speed. Yeah, yeah. I go double on a lot so that I can consume them in half the time. So then I can listen to more podcasts. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. It's still just odd hearing it double speed. It's just, it, now it's odd for me to listen to it normal speed. I'm like, it sounds so too much. Slow. It sounds too slow for you. Like I listen to Colin Cowherd's mm-hmm. podcast, the herd. And it's just, I'm like, this is so slow. Well, see, there are yeah. some podcasts where guys talk extremely fast. And so double I speed. one and a half for PTI because they're fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would recommend trying our podcast in half speed. Uh, it's hilarious. Let's check out some of today's <laughs> BYU sports nation headlines. Tonight's a Cougars in the NBA Summer League doubleheader on ESPN starting at 7.30 Eastern as Elijah Bryant and the Philadelphia 76ers play the Boston Celtics, followed by Kyle Collinsworth and the Dallas Mavericks against the Phoenix Suns at 9.30 Eastern, both of those in Las Vegas. USA Volleyball wins their final round opening matchup in the Volleyball Nations League 3-0 over Poland. Taylor Sander in his first match back since the birth of his child scored 14 points. Ben Patch finished with 12. Right now in action... 
Russia just took the first set 25-22 over the United States, but the Americans lead 3-3 to in the second set. Second, well, tied 3-3. Three three. Yep. Yes. It's reading kind of my... Uh... I updated the score while you were doing yeah. it. Okay, it's well, now 4-3. You thank you. 4-3. Oh. Now, now we lead. Yeah, I just yeah. needed to wait long enough in the second set. Sander and Patch have not played in today's match. The United States already guaranteed to yeah. advance to the semifinals regardless of today's outcome. Mail it in. Let Russia have it. <laughs> Daniel Schneeman went two for three with a run and two RBIs in the Arizona League for the Cleveland Indians. Schneeman leads the league in RBIs with 11, so he's doing work in the Arizona Fall League. Nicely or the Arizona done, League. Schnee. The Fall League is in the fall later. Yes. Isn't it fall? Makes fall sense. camps in the summer. Why can't that be? Yeah, wait a minute. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's in Arizona. That's all I know. All we know is good job, Daniel Schneeman. Mm -hmm. And Zach Blair, Daniel Summerhays on the course for round two of the Greenbrier. Blair has finished round two. Robin Hood? Yeah, I know. Is three under for the tournament. Summerhays currently one over par through 13. Tony Finau had a nice uh, round one as well. Uh, In fact, on one one hole of uh, par four, he he drove the ball 343 yards off the uh, tee. So... That was awesome. Nicely done. Okay, we're into the quarterfinals now. Let's get to our World Cup date. Let's go. Uruguay lost 2-0 to France today. They're out. They're and gone. See ya. Like, one one guy on the uh, Uruguay team was, like, balling with, like, in the like 89th in the, minute. Yeah, get it together. Gosh. Okay, Brazil versus Belgium is today. That's two versus three in the FIFA rankings. That's big time. Brazil versus the Belgium fighting Chris Hokes. <laughs> yes, it's me versus Chris Hoke. Uh, tomorrow, Sweden and England tangle. And finally, host Russia plays our team Croatia for a date in the semifinals. Now, Here's- Russia is the worst team left, but they're at home. They're the host nation. But they're the host nation. So is- Can they carry that momentum in? The is- answer is no. Croatia's going to win. Is the karma strong enough to knock off the host nation? Like, if Croatia wins it, are we going to try and get someone from Croatia on the show? We're going to try and do the show live from the World Cup, right? Okay. What I proposed was hard enough, <laughs> let alone what, the, what you we'll just We'll be right proposed. next to the set there in Red Square, the Fox yeah, set. The, We're, like, right like, next to them. What are you guys doing here? We're from uh, BYU, our team. and we want Croatia. Why? Because we picked it out of a hat. <laughs> That's why. And that is the World Cup date. We'll, uh, we'll know the semifinal matchups coming up on Monday. Our question of the day, what two BYU Cougars, past or present, would you like to see in a one-on-one matchup? Mitchell White on Facebook weighs in. Nick versus Jackson, Emery, or Tyler versus Marty Hawes. That's not oh. bad. Oh, the brothers or the son, yeah. Father-son. Father-son combo. Uh, at Cal Meyer on Twitter, I'd like to see, this is really good. Oh, this is a good one. I would like to see Johnny Miller play Mike Weir. That would be pretty good. In golf. In, so yes, Miller. Sorry, yeah, I just yeah, assumed. Yeah. For those that don't know. Yes. Um, Miller, member of the uh, Golf Hall of Fame, and, of course, Mike Weir won the 2003 Masters. So um, he should bring his green jacket. They'll both wear. Yeah, they can both yeah. wear nice attire while they play. It's what yeah, you wear it's for golf. golf. Yeah, it's golf. It's golf. You come, yeah. you come dressed classy. Yeah. My wife's currently texting me about, wait, you're going to play today and tomorrow? Yes, I would like to play today and tomorrow. How, uh, how close will to having the baby? Are you guys? Tuesday. <laughs> we'll check our cat on Instagram. Jimmer and Elijah, for sure. That's the second one. Interesting. Oh, no, no, no. It was Jimmer and, and, and Yoli Childs. Uh, and yes. Yo Eli. Yes. Oh, you, did you confuse no, I did Yoli not. and Elijah? No, I did not. <laughs> I just misremembered who he had said. Oh, you misremembered Andy Pettit. Interesting. Don't make more out of this than there needs to be. Steroids. At our greenhaw. Brandon Davies versus Eric Mika. 
A big man one-on-one. I've never desired to see two big men play one-on-one. It's always guards or, you know, threes. Yeah. One, two, threes. Never four or fives. So that's an interesting thought. Brandon Davies versus Eric Mika. That's not bad. Lots of jump hooks in that one. Drop steps. Does Eric Mika have the Mike and drill locks now? Yes. Did I, see, I saw an yes. Instagram post. Like, I wish I could. Like, I had you hair can do like it. that. No, I can't. Why not? My hair doesn't grow long. It grows thick. It just, it just doesn't work. Just let it go. Didn't you watch Frozen? I did watch Frozen. <laughs> Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. What's your one-on-one matchup you want to see? Coming up, why Jerem is happy for a BYU Cougars failure last night. I am. I'm really happy. And what's the Such chance BYU names a starting quarterback in week one of fall camp? I didn't misremember anything. This is BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> Remember! BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Download BYU Sports Nation on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to the show anytime, anywhere. I believe we've heard that phrase On whatever before. speed you would like as well. Yes. I'm Jeremy Jordan. He's Jason Shepard. We're live in Studio B, not to be confused with Studio C, with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. When we go into the lobby and there's large banners that say Studio C, I'm like, is there a Studio B banner? No? Okay. Cool. If you missed the show at noon Eastern, check out the rebroadcast at 6 Eastern on BYU TV. Our question of the day. It's a fun one. What two BYU Cougars, past or present, would you like to see in a one-on-one matchup? At Twiggerstone on the Twitter. Braden L. Bakri versus Kalani Satake. In football, two hard-hitting fullbacks going at it. Settle the old school versus new school debate. If you did this with the NBA, like prime Bill Russell versus another like forward. Center, well, you could go you could go Bill Russell versus Wilt. Wilt's seven foot and Bill's like six seven or eight. But I'm talking big That'd be guys. A tough matchup. Well, Bill was a big Bill guy was in a, that yeah, era. Yeah, in the era, right? Era, yeah, yes. but like dominated, right? Yeah, but normally you would like like you're talking two fullbacks running right at each other. Normally you would say like this a fullback dangerous. versus yeah, like a, a linebacker. linebacker, like Kyle Van Noy versus Kalani Satake. Ooh, at the goal line. Ah, I like an, it. That'd be an interesting one. Okay, that would be an interesting one. What's the chance that would ever happen? Probably zero. But let us play. Said, what's the chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? What's the chance? It's presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Number one. What's the chance Diane Guanwoloku or Troy Warner start at cornerback this season? What do you think, Jason? Um, I think it's probably higher than most people would think. I'm saying 67%. So 66.6, repeating, of course, rounded up to 7? No, 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 exactly. Spot on, right on the nose, 67%. No rounding up at all. Okay. I, I mean, it's, it's certainly possible, but I, I think that the hope is that they've put people where they will most succeed and that you won't have to have the going back and forth, but it's certainly knowing that they can play corner – it, it's certainly a possibility. I say 100%. Wow. I think you'll see some development from those safeties, and there won't be as big of a need to have a guy like, say, Troy Warner. I'm not sure about Dian Gunwoloko. I think he's a good fit at safety. I think Troy Warner physically is more naturally a cornerback, but this team wants to explore what he can do at safety. Number two. What's the chance Zach Wilson plays QB for BYU this season? 100%. I agree, 100%. And it's, and, and he and will I'm, play And I'm not snap. saying he's going yeah. to be the starter. I mean, I mean, certainly he's in the mix. 
but yeah, with and especially with the change where you can play up to four games and not have it count against you, where you can still redshirt, that that opens up the opportunity to play guys that are young, that you like a lot, and that fit into your future. I think there's a 100% chance he'll play in a game this year. If Zach Wilson is healthy, he's playing against McNeese State at a minimum, let alone some of the other games down the stretch, depending on injury or ineptitude. 100% Zach Wilson plays, number three. Sticking with football, what's the chance that BYU announces a starting QB in the first week of fall camp? 5%. I don't think it's going to happen. If BYU saw something wild and the other guys just stunk, potentially. So I go 5%. Like, there's a chance, but probably not. 0%. There's no chance. I want you to be a little clearer. I'm not sure what you think about this subject. Zilch. 0%. There's no chance BYU is giving up that advantage. They're not going to tip their hand this early. So, yeah. Oh, but you think they'll tip their hand during fall camp or no? Uh, Do you think they will announce a starter before the game? Uh, yes, I do. I think, but not. They're not going to do it in the first week. I mean, it's going to be towards the end. The team needs game week. Yeah, the, the, the team, team needs to know. But we're talking but about announcing. Out. Someone talks to someone's wife who talks to the Nothing brother who puts it on. Nothing ever gets whatever. out that people don't want. That's exactly not true. Uh, but what we know is that week one is Arizona. Countdown to the Wildcats. 57. Now, oh, this is a hard one. That was, I was sweating on that. Do you go 57 days? There's like so much syncopation there. Yeah, there were two to three options that we discussed about 45 minutes ago, almost 50 minutes ago, and, and I'd I'd forgotten. Forg- I forgot what option we went with. We, miss, then, we almost misremembered and, yes, Andy what Pettit. we had decided. And then, like water down a mountain, we took the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. The tributary we chose and path was 57. But it's see, a complicated process. This is also, it just shows <laughs> that you and I are... Right here yeah, together. Boom. Like, we are in sync. You're getting all these summer reps. We're like, boom, just connecting, <laughs> boom. Player run practices. Oh, Spencer, PRP? Spencer isn't at the practice, so I'm the starting quarterback now. Yeah, that's what's up. Number four. <laughs> what's the chance Elijah Bryant or and, and or, or and, Kyle Collins were scoring double figures tonight in Las Vegas at the NBA Summer League? What do you think? Tonight, specifically? Yes. Tonight, 50, tonight, tonight. 50, oh. It is the Cougar doubleheader. It is. Yes, it is. The Cougar well, Classic. The Cougar Classic, yeah. Which, <laughs> BYU's playing this tournament, this multi-team event at home. I'm like, call it the Cougar Classic. Uh, I'll go 54%. There's, there's that is, a chance that, that one that of the two. That is not what you have written down. Well, originally it wasn't tonight. Also, we have nothing written down. There's not <laughs> anything written. I'm going to stick with what I originally. We're the Mulekites. We don't write anything down. I'm going to say 80%. I think there's a pretty 80%, decent. Okay. I think there's a pretty decent chance that one of them. My my gut tells me it may, it's probably Kyle. He has the right to shoot more than Elijah. Well, yeah, because and and because he's was in the NBA. He, yes, and you know he, there's a chance he probably gets more minutes mm-hmm. because he's more known by his team. Sure. So I'll, I'll say eighty percent. Okay, number five on the unwritten no <laughs> script. Number five. Off the top of my head on this one, last one. What's the <laughs> chance Croatia? No, the his eyes went down. He's World Cup it. team of BYU Sports Nation advances to the semifinals oh, tomorrow. Yeah, he, he looked down. down. Yeah, he's he reading down. it. Totally. He's reading it. They go 100%. Russia stinks. Uh, they got lucky against Spain. Croatia, Croatia will get through to the semis. 
And our team's going to get to the semis. Like, how awesome is this? That we're going to have one of the Final Four teams. Look, I'm very confident in the BYU Sports Nation karma, but I'm going to give myself just a little bit of wiggle room, 99%. What are you, uh, an antibacterial Yeah, like uh, like that 99.1, like the point zero zero one percent of germs that can't be killed. You know they are super arrogant. That one germ is super arrogant. Oh, yeah. Bring it on. It's like, you can't can't take me out. It's like, your solution for $3 (laughs) at Walmart can't get me. Sanitizer. Bring this. your gel. Bring your foam. It ain't gonna kill me. Yeah, ain't no sanitizer that can get that one. The <laughs> the Gonzaga of germs. <laughs> I'm not gonna go that far. <laughs> Coming up, why a couple of former Cougars are taking over in Vegas. Plus, an update with USA Volleyball in France as we speak, and Cougars in the PJ on the course. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's the chance? Is brought to you by BYU Food to Go. The MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. To today's guest, Will Moppin. Sorry to Dennis Pitt in no time, bro. If you missed today's show, you can download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the Association. Tonight is a Cougars in the NBA Summer League, a Cougar classic, if you will. Doubleheader on ESPN starting at 730 Eastern as Elijah Bryant and the Philadelphia 76ers play the Boston Celtics. That will be followed by Kyle Collinsworth and the Dallas Mavericks taking on the Phoenix Suns at 930 p.m. Eastern. Volleyball. USA men's team uh, won its final six opening match in the Volleyball Nations League, sweeping Poland in three. Taylor Sander in his first match back since the birth of his child scored 14 points. Ben Patch finished with 12. That means the U.S. gets through to the semis, so they're mailing it in today against Russia. Down a set. Lost the first one, 25-22. They're now down 19-16 in the second set. The U.S., as mentioned, already clinched the spot in the semis. Cougars in the minors. Daniel Schneeman went two for three with a run and two RBI in the Arizona League for the Cleveland Indians. Schneeman leads the league in RBI with 11. Jacob Anneman went two for four with two runs for the AAA Iowa Cubs in a 7-1 win over the Nashville Sounds. Michael Rucker pitched four innings, striking out two in an 8-7. Bowie Creek lost to Myrtle Beach, is that right? Oh, Bowie Creek versus Myrtle Beach, that's a big one. And Taylor Cole... Pitched an inning. This is a Cougar in the majors. Uh, pitched an inning of scoreless relief for the Angels, striking out two in a 4-1 loss to my Mariners. Taking Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays are on the course for round two of the Greenbrier. Huh? Blair has finished round two and is 300 for the tournament. Summerhays currently three over par through 15 holes. I feel like it's really reverent in here. Like what it isn't. Oh, yeah. Hold your arms. And Rose Huang and Annie Yang are two of, this literally was in the release here, 1,011 women's collegiate golfers named All-American Scholars by the Women's Golf Coaches Association. I think it's a cool accomplishment, but it feels lessened when you mention that they're two of 1,000. <laughs> like, did that need to be Just in there? omit that. Uh, yeah, omit. Good word. Today's Rise and Shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it out of the 1,000 nominees? <laughs> I know who I want to give it to. Do you, I want to give it to Daniel Schneeman to the, lead the, the league sh- in RBI. Schneebly? Leading the league? Yes, Schneebly. Yes, Mr. Schneebly. Just call me Mr. S. <laughs> 
Our question of the day, what two BYU Cougars past or present would you like to see in a one-on-one matchup at Laser Sheep? Jimmer versus Danny Ainge. Cameron Jensen versus Jordan Pendleton. Ooh. That could go to the weight room, too. Uh, Mo Longy versus Manaya Brown. What about Mo Longy versus anybody? Mo Longy versus... I just want to see Mo Longy Dude, doing I, something. I want Mo Longy on my tug-of-war team. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. At BYU Spud Bud. Don't remind me of that. Staring at you right now. He's still over there. At BYU Spud Bud. Taysom Hill versus Kyle Van Oy. Hmm. Kyle Van Oy going after taters? I don't like that. That'd be fun. I don't like the way that that could end. Here's the deal. For Kyle? No, for either. <laughs> because you know that Kyle's thinking he's taking down Taysom. Taysom's thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. Listen. Taysom is not your average quarterback, okay? Yes. A healthy Taysom Hill is as dangerous a quarterback as BYU's ever had here, <laughs> yes. like especially running the rock. Tammy Greenwood on Facebook. I'm hoping you don't just mean basketball. I'd love to see a younger Steve Young versus KVN or Ziggy Ansah. Same matchup, like quarterback versus linebacker. Can you imagine, like, the elusiveness of Steve Young? Steve was the most athletic quarterback BYU ever had until Taysom Hill. Then Taysom took over that spot because he was not only fast and elusive, but strong. And then he's hurtling people. Get out of here. Leaping over people, yes. leaping right into the hearts of every Cougar fan. Yes. Continue to use uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's been a fun week, and it keeps going. The second most – okay, the number one question I get asked is, where's Spencer? Uh, the second is, what do you guys do during the summer? Today is evident evidence of stuff happening. NBA Summer League, Cougars in the PGA, USA Volleyball, Minors, Majors, Gonzaga Sports Nation continues. Look, and you were right. Very few times do we get live stuff happening during the show. It was awesome today. This is awesome. Our elite voice of the day at Maddie Curdy. Oklahoma drill. Steve Young versus Jim McMahon. It's where two players line up against each other and try and get each other out of like the circle. <laughs> that would be fun. Out of the circle of trust. <laughs> the conversation <laughs> continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show on demand at BYUSN.com. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Nope, you didn't. Shout out to Rob Jensen, BYU Sports Nation. Back at it next week, noon Eastern. Have a great weekend.